And welcome to LifeSpring Online. We know that this past week has probably been very trying uh, for many of you. You've faced and walked through things that you never imagined you'd have to face or walk through in your lifetime. We're so proud of you. Uh, we're so happy you joined us. Let us not give up on meeting together. Let's be encouraged by his word. Uh, let us be reminded even by the Lord himself that he will never leave us, never will he forsake us, and that uh, even now nothing can separate us from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. Today as we gather, we're going to pray together. We're going to worship the Lord together. We're going to dive into the word of God together. And I promise you, we will leave here encouraged by the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, we're so happy you are here with us on this special Palm Sunday. Would you bow your heads with us as we pray? Psalm 23 says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close behind me. Your rod and staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, you are our shepherd. Lord, you lead us to peace and calm waters. You lead us and you protect us and you comfort us. Lord, when we walk through valleys, when, when the world around us right now is it's a dark valley, it's darkness, it's hard. Lord, you are a shepherd. You guide us. You still lead us to peace, to those grace and peaceful waters. You have blessed us. You've anointed us. You've called us your own. Lord, we love you. We love you, and in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this dark valley, Lord, we choose to worship you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. And at this time, we're actually going to worship, so if you would if you would just worship the Lord with us this morning. Sit, stand, whatever you're comfortable with, but worship with us this morning. Well, good morning, LiveSpring. Welcome to Church Online. We're so glad that you're all watching with us this morning. We're going to open up this morning's service with a time of praise. Um, well, those of you that are at home watching, go ahead and worship with us. Feel free to raise your hands. Feel free to close your eyes. You can clap if you want to. But we're just going to lift our hearts and open our mouths and praise God this morning. Amen. Sing this with us. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures. He'll be low. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Let's sing it again. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly 
Dios. Praise Him. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Praise you, Lord.
Yeah. 
lifted up be lifted higher Jesus yes Lord so be lifted up praise you be lifted higher thank you Lord thank you Lord So be lifted up. Praise is filled So be lifted high. Oh, my heart is singing. Be lifted up. Be lifted high.
Morning, Life Spring. I'm so happy to be with you here today, um, if only virtually, to celebrate Palm Sunday together. I've just got a couple announcements for you. Um, first one is if you have any prayer requests, um, if you want to share those with us, we would be happy to pray for you. We have people on the front lines that um, are willing to pray and want to pray. So um, if you have any prayer requests um, concerning anything, you can go ahead and email info at lifespringfs.com. That's info at lifespringfs.com. And then that email is also on the bottom of your screen. If you have anybody in your life that you think um, really needs to be connected to a church or connected to a community in any way during this time, um, if you want to go ahead and email that same email, those people's name and information, we would love to connect with them. Um, we really care about the people that are being affected right now, and we want to reach out to people and be praying for them and make sure that they're a part of a community, um, again, even if it is just virtually or over the phone. Um, if you want to share directly with those people, you can go ahead and share this video on Facebook or over email. Um, whether that be, you know, sharing straight to your timeline or, or even calling someone and telling them to go ahead and check out our video. We would love that too so that people get connected. Um, regarding kids, if you have any kids in your life, we actually have a really, really cool resource called Right Now Media. Um, and it's this amazing resource where you can 
access videos and teachings just for your kids. So what a cool experience that your kids are home right now learning. And a part of that learning at home can be learning about God's Word and learning in the Bible. So we have that resource for you. It's called Right Now Media. If you want to access that, if you want to um, get your kids going in that, in those teachings and in the cool videos and resources, again, you can go ahead and email info at lifespringfs.com. Another important part about... Um, what we do together as a church is our tithes and our offerings. I know in this time it's kind of hard because it's a lot harder to see where those that money is going, but we would just encourage you to keep on tithing and offering to whatever church body that you are a part of. Um, at LifeSpring, you can do that online in many different ways, and there's actually three ways to give. So we encourage you to continue to do that. So right now I'm going to pray over our tithe and our offering money. Lord, we just thank you right now for the ways that you have blessed us financially, for the ways that you have blessed our church and us individually financially. We pray right now that you would be creative with the ways that you multiply our first fruits that we give back to you, Lord. Jesus, we thank you for the ways that we have already seen extraordinary movement of your kingdom because of what you've done with that tithe and offering. Lord, I pray right now over that money that you would bless it tenfold, Jesus, that we would see very visible and very creative ways that that money is being used in your kingdom. Amen. Well, now we're going to go to a segment for your children. So if you have any kids in your house or if you are a kid at heart, um, we have this really awesome segment with Ashley Berggren, and she's going to do some fun stuff with your kids. So stay tuned. Good morning, LifeSpring Kids crew. Uh, I'm Ashley, and this is Ember, and we have an object lesson for you guys this morning. If you want to do this along with us, then all you have to do is grab two pieces of candy or marshmallows or chocolate chips, whatever you want, and an ice cube. All right, so go grab that stuff real quick. And today we're going to talk about uh, learning about how to notice the needs of the people around us, okay? So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to take one of your candies, so we have some chocolate chips. So Ember, go ahead and eat that chocolate chip. Good job. What does it taste like? Is it delicious? Is it yummy? Oh. Yum. All right. Perfect. It's good. Okay. It tastes delicious. All right. So then what you're going to do is you're going to take an ice cube and you're going to put this in your mouth and you're going to move it all around so it gets all over your mouth and it gets nice and cold. Okay. And then as soon as you're done with that ice cube, you can spit it into like a cup like this or the sink. And then you're going to try another piece of candy right away. Okay, so put the ice in your mouth. Is it in your mouth? Is it making your mouth nice and cold? You want some more ice? All right, so get that um, your mouth nice and cold. And then try that piece of candy again. Yeah, try it. What does it taste like now? <laughs> she wants more ice. All right, so the candy, when you taste it after the ice, it's really hard to get any flavor at all. It makes it kind of, uh, you can't really taste anything. So this is how it can be sometimes in our lives. Just like the ice cube kind of numbed your mouth and made it hard to taste the candy, we can be numb to the needs of the people around us and not be able to help. If we are only thinking about ourselves and what we need and want, our hearts can become numb. The Holy Spirit can have a harder time using us to help people because we aren't listening for him. 
So how can we thaw our hearts? How can we listen for the needs of others and help? How can we be used by God this week? So I have a couple of ideas for you. The first one is that you can start your day in prayer, asking Jesus who he wants you to help today. Coming to Jesus with a tender heart shows him that you are ready to listen and obey his words. The second thing you can do is be available. If we fill up our days with the the things that focus on us and what we want to do, then it can be distracting and make it hard to hear God when he is speaking to us or to notice the people around us that need our help. So those are two things that you can do. And then the last thing I want to do is I want to end with giving you a challenge. This week, I want you to pray and ask God to give you the names of three people that you know. People that need to know that God cares about them and that he loves them. Then when you have those three names, you can do a couple different things. You can call them and check in on them. You can FaceTime them. You can make them a card and you can mail it to them. But either way, you need to let them know that God cares about them and that you care about them. And adults, you can do this too, okay? I'm challenging everybody. While you can't go and see your friends and family right now, you can show them that you still care about them and that you love them and that you're there. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this morning and that we get to learn more about you, God. I just pray that you would show each of us who we are to care for this week, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks for watching, you guys, and we'll see you later. Well, today is a very important day in the church calendar. It's Palm Sunday, the weekend before Easter, or some of you might call it the weekend before Resurrection Sunday. And with Palm Sunday and the light of everything going on in our world right now, we thought it would be appropriate to dive into the scriptures, see what the Bible has to say about this event that took place 2,000 years ago, and also see how it might influence the current event that we're facing. I want to read from Luke's account. If you have your Bible, open, them, open up your Bible to the Gospel of Luke. Now, I have a sense as I was reading through this passage, it could easily be a four-hour sermon, but I promise you I'm not going to do that to you today. But it really is packed with so many truths. My prayer is that the Lord would speak to us a clear and powerful message, uh, one that we could take with us, and really, hopefully, a truth, a clear truth that we could take with us into this Easter week. So we're going to read from Luke chapter 19. Let's start in verse 28. We'll go all the way through verse 42. So after Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going to, the, to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it, bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying this colt? They replied, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King 
who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, glory in the highest. Now some of the Pharisees in the crowd, they said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Verse 40, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, Jesus wept over it. And he said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace. But now it is hidden from your eyes. Again, there's so much to cover. I I don't have time to cover it all. But just from that 30,000 foot level, uh, I want us to see what is really going on here. Sometimes you'll hear this passage and, and you'll read, maybe in your Bible even, it says this, that it's the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. That Jesus is coming into Jerusalem as the king. And I want you to notice that he's coming in on a donkey. Now, if he was a king coming in bent on war, he'd be riding a horse. But no, he is coming in on an animal of peace as the prince of peace. And then people start doing something interesting. They're laying cloaks on the ground, right, on the road. You would only do this for someone worthy of the highest honor. You actually have in the Bible uh, an account of this happening Jehu if you remember him uh, they did this for him when he was anointed as the king of Israel now if you read this account from the gospel of John it also tells us that they had uh, the people had brought these palm branches now I visited Israel twice I I really enjoyed my time there but one thing you don't really realize uh, until you start walking through these archaeological sites is really how much Judea was influenced by the Greco-Roman culture. Greco-Roman culture influenced daily life in Judea in a very big way. And in their culture, that palm branch, that palm branch was a symbol, some of you know this, right? It was a symbol of triumph. It was a symbol of victory. And so again, as we look at this scene from that 30,000 foot level, what I want us to understand, and hopefully we could even kind of feel this morning, is that these people, they're excited. In fact, keep reading verse 37. The whole crowd of disciples, they began joyfully, joyfully to praise God in loud voices because of all the miracles they had seen. This is what they said. They they even recorded some of the things that these disciples said. Verse 38, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, glory in the highest. When you read this account from from John's point of view, John says that they took palm branches, they went out to meet Jesus, and they're shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Now, did you catch some of the words that are used by these gospel writers? They, they, They write that they joyfully praised God. They praised the Lord in loud voices. They went out to meet Jesus How? Not whispering, but shouting. When was the last time that you joyfully praised God? When was the last time you joyfully praised God with a loud voice? When was the last time you joyfully praised God with a loud voice shouting? Shouting! And not just figuratively, right? In our tradition, in our church tradition, It's kind of funny, if you think about it, we'll sing these songs about shouting and dancing, and yet uh, often, maybe we're not doing that. I think about a song, I think it was a song called, I Could Sing of Your Love Forever, and uh, I was in a tradition, yeah, that there wasn't a lot of movement, uh, not a lot of expression, and there was a part in that song that said, 
And oh, I feel like dancing. It's foolishness, I know. But when the world has seen the light, they will dance for joy like we're dancing now. But it was always kind of funny to me as a kid because when we sang that part, most of us were kind of, no, I feel like dancing, foolishness I know, when the world has seen the light, they will, I mean, it was great, it was painful, really, I mean, it was awkwardly painful, we were singing about the world's going to see us dancing, and they're going to dance like we're dancing now, and yet, if they're going to look like this, like, we do not have a hopeful future ahead of us, like, this is not going to be a good future at all if dancing is us just looking like this waiting for the pastor to get done with the sermon so we can go out to eat lunch but these people they're they're not doing that american thing they're actually shouting this is not a figurative expression they are coming out dancing they're coming out with joy they're coming out praising jesus blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord blessed is the king of israel It must have been loud, church. I want you to feel this again. It must have been loud. It must have been almost kind of like on the verge of, whoa, can you just kind of keep it down? You know why I say that? Because look what happens next. Verse 39, some of those Pharisees in the crowd, they turn to Jesus and they say, Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Right? Tell your disciples, tell your crew here to knock it off, to cut it out. And don't you just love Jesus' response? Verse 40, he says, no, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. So again, this is quite the scene. Now, a lot of these people that were probably coming out to see Jesus and to cheer on Jesus or to shout to Jesus, they, they thought Jesus was coming in to really right kick out the romans he was going to set things right in the temple he was going to bring his earthly reign and so they had kind of a specific view or opinion on how messiah was going to come in and deliver his people and so they feel like they really do have a very real reason to shout now i want to spend the rest of our time together convincing you that as much as they felt like they had a reason to sing to shout to joyfully praise God in loud voices whatever their reason was as believers in the year 2020 today even with everything going on around us that we have an even greater reason to sing to the Lord see because we have the privilege don't we of reading the rest of the story we 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 have that privilege where they were cheering thinking he was bringing defeat to the Romans, we know that he was coming to bring defeat to the powers of darkness, even to Satan himself. That he would not just deliver people from the power of the Roman, dark, of the Roman government, but he was going to deliver the world from the power of sin. See, church, he is worthy of a shout of praise. Jesus is worthy. Jesus lays down his life. Jesus, as the perfect sacrifice, as the perfect Lamb of God who died for the sins of the world, where anyone who believes in his name will find true freedom from the bondage of sin and true everlasting life in him. And then he raises three days later, raises from that grave. And because he is resurrected from the dead, we also have the same hope of resurrection. And then we also know this great promise that he is coming back again. Did you know that? Jesus is coming back. And this time when Jesus returns, 
He's returning as that true King of kings and Lord of lords. He will rule. He will reign. He will set everything right according to his perfect love, mercy, and justice. By the way, it's not going to just be a crowd of people outside of Jerusalem welcoming in the king. When he comes back for believers, it's going to be the worship service of all worship services where all of the redeemed, all those covered and purchased by the blood of Jesus, those who have received Jesus as Lord and Savior, they're going to be shouting, Hosanna, our God saves, blessed is the king, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Aren't you excited, church? By the way, that day will come. Whether you believe in it or not, that day will come. Whether you think it's going to happen or not, that day will come. Jesus is coming back. And as Christians right now in this moment, by the power of the Holy Spirit, this good news is still the best news ever. And I hope that this good news brings you inexpressible joy and a living hope. I hope it's bringing you hope today. We do have a hope, don't we? Right? Don't we have a hope, church? Lifespring Church, are you listening? Are we filled with hope because of Jesus? It's a living hope. I've been reading a lot of Peter lately because I just feel like Peter knew what it was like to go through hardship. He knew what it was like to go through trial And yet he has this faith. And as I've been reading through his letters, his faith is encouraging my faith. He says right at the beginning of 1 Peter, he says he's writing to a scattered group of believers. A scattered group throughout the land. But this is what he says, verse 3. This is amazing. He says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth. New birth, church. And listen, he says, new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. A new birth. A new birth into a living hope through Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Come on, like it's a new birth into an inheritance. An inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. I mean, if there was ever a reason to joyfully praise God with a loud voice, if there was ever a reason to shout, it's that our King has defeated the grave. Our King, through His resurrection, the Father has given us new birth. As He has risen from the dead, we will rise. New birth. King Jesus is worthy of praise, church. He's worthy of praise. Again, He came into that town of Jerusalem. He came in riding on that donkey, coming in as the Prince of Peace. He came in not just to save a town or save a nation, but he came in to die, to lay down his life to save the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but instead receive eternal life. By the way, what Jesus did in this week of Easter, it wasn't easy. Don't let anyone convince you that what Jesus did was easy. It was hard. It was hard. Remember that scene in the Garden of Gethsemane where he's sweating drops of blood. Church, he did it. 
it is finished. To tell us die. He did it to the glory of his father. Out of his love for his father and out of his love for you, Jesus did it. He did what he said he would do. And now you and I, we can stand. We can stand in his triumph. We can stand in his victory. Where we know that death is not the end of his story. And because his death is not the end of his story, my death is not the end of my story. Your death is not the end of your story because of him. We will go on forever, worshiping him forever. Praise the Lord. I want you to think about this. What Jesus did riding in on that donkey, what he ends up doing through his sacrifice, laying down his life. Think about this. What he did becomes the avenue, the pathway through by which thousands upon thousands, millions, billions of people have been able to now walk into a new birth, a new life, a new way of being human. Pretty awesome, isn't it? Jesus even talks about his death in this way. Look at John chapter 12. He says, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. He says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil, listen church, planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. That's so good, right? His, his death, Jesus' death, it was the beginning of a plentiful harvest of new lives. By his death and his resurrection, he gives humanity this path for a new life. He gave you a path for a new life. You can now follow him. You can live that life of resurrection power where that same spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead wants to live in you, wants to give you the hope of new life now and forevermore. Makes me think of one of my favorite songs. Maybe you've heard it. If not, check it out on YouTube. But raise a hallelujah. Raise a hallelujah. If you go to the chorus of that song, he he writes, I'm gonna sing. In the middle of the storm, louder and louder, you're going to hear my praises roar up from the ashes. Hope will arise. Listen to this. And death is defeated. The king is alive. Death is defeated, church. The king is alive. And as much as they were praising him and praising him on his entry into Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, we're going to sing even louder, louder and louder. You're going to hear our praises roar. See, since he did what he did, you and I can do what we're going to do, which is to what? Live a newborn, new creation, overflowing, Zoe kind of life that's going to last forever. And we shout, we sing louder and louder because we know the rest of the story. We know that death is defeated. The king is alive. See, we have a reason to sing. Do you have a reason to sing? Do you have a reason to worship? I got a reason to worship. I have a reason to be filled with joy. I have a reason to praise his name. You and I have a reason to get loud. Come on, somebody say amen. I want to close by sharing something I read just this week by Pastor Joe Whitwer over at Life Center in Spokane. He writes this in regards to the resurrection. says, all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. I want to say that again. This is what he writes. All who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. 
He says, how do I know that? How do I know that I'll be raised to eternal life? How do I know that there's life after death? Jesus' resurrection guarantees it. He says, Christ will reign supreme when he comes back. All of his enemies will be vanquished. And the last enemy to be defeated will be death. We live in between the resurrection of Jesus and the final resurrection of all of us. When Christ returns, this age will end and Christ will reign supreme over all. We will live in a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness will rule and death will be no more. Amen. We have a reason to sing today. We have a reason to worship. And I don't know what you're walking through today. I'm sure it's difficult and I don't want my message in any way uh, to downplay the hardships that you are facing. In fact, I think it's appropriate, even healthy, to acknowledge the very real trial that you are facing today. It's all so very real. It's so very real. And your body, even now, is responding to that stress. Your your mind is responding to the stress in various ways. There's probably a part of you that feels like you're just trying to hold on, just trying to survive. But in the midst of it, don't lose this church. He is still worthy of praise. He is worthy of praise. When I faced my gambling addiction back in college, one of the main ways that I was able to get through that was with worship. Worship. I'm so thankful for the leaders in my life who continued to encourage me, told me to press in, continued to let me even be on the worship team. They let me play the piano. They let me sing. Truly, worship became a weapon in the battle that I was facing. So I'd encourage you, let worship be a weapon this week. Let worship be a weapon as you grieve, and we will all grieve, but as you grieve some of the losses in your life, whether it be the loss of not being able to go to school or the loss of uh, not being able to play sports, maybe it's the loss of a job, maybe it's the loss of a loved one, Or maybe it's just the loss of the freedom of being able to go where you want to go. But just in the midst of it all, in the midst of the heartache, the pain, the brokenness, let a tried and true faith rise up. An inexpressible joy and a living hope. I say this often, I don't think everybody likes it, but a lot of the Christian walk is learning how to have joy with tears in your eyes. I want to say that again. A lot of the Christian walk is learning how to have joy with tears in your eyes. That even in the midst of your broken heart, you have joy, an inexpressible joy. And why? It's simply because he did it. He did it. He did what he said he was going to do. It is finished. He did it. He made a way where there seemed to be no way. He tore the veil in two. His light broke into the darkness. And because he is alive, I am alive. Because he is alive, you are alive. Take heart because the king is coming back again. So I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Declare it, and death is defeated. 
The King is alive. Let's sing this song together. Let's raise our voices. The King has defeated the grave. And the King is coming back again. Let's sing it together. Amen. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your love and kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written, Jesus Christ, my living Your buried body 
began to breathe out of the silence the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me then came the morning then came the morning that sealed the promise your buried body Give glory to God. He has won. Hosanna. We need you always. Jesus says, I will never leave you or forsake you. We thank you, Lord, that you're so faithful and you're so good. And you are the God of peace. You're Jehovah Shalom. And we put all of our trust in you. Praise God. Amen. Psalm 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Amen. You are watching this and ready to join the millions of people who all over the world have found new and everlasting life in King Jesus. Would you please pray this together with me? Lord Jesus, in this moment, I acknowledge I cannot save myself from my sins, but instead I receive your gift of salvation. I believe in you. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose again. 
I am ready to trust in you as Lord and Savior. Today I invite you to rule and reign in my life. Come King Jesus, be the King of my heart. Amen. Well, LifeSpring, we're so happy that you joined us today. We pray this week that the Lord would bless you and keep you as we all get ready to celebrate and to dance and to shout and to praise Him on Resurrection Sunday. If you would like to, again, ask for prayer or invite somebody that maybe needs to be a part of a community, again, you can email us at info at lifespringfs.com. That's info at lifespringfs.com. Now, if you would say this benediction with me, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory throughout the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. All right, be blessed. Have a great week.